0: Welcome back to License to Spiel. I'm Carl Wonders. And I'm Todd Hay. And this week we're going to start the first in the long running, I would say, uh, film series Mission Impossible. Dun, dun, dun,
1: dun. Dun, 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 dun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this this franchise started back in 1996 and it's still mm-hmm. going strong. Um, yeah. I think they're developing Mission Impossible 7 or they're about to film it or something.
1: Yes. Mission Impossible is it seven or I thought I we were up it's... to? I I thought we already had six. Seven is like ready to go. I think. Is it okay? Uh, yeah, it was pushed back. It was originally supposed to come out this year.
0: Oh, that's the is that the movie when Tom Cruise was recorded yelling at the guy for yes. not wearing a mask? I thought okay, yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, at this point, seven comes out next year, and eight comes out in twenty twenty three. Wow. Yeah, it, it, I think it, it's sort of like No Time to Die in that it's like ready to go. They're just. You know, waiting until they can make sure they make money on it. Okay. Uh, normally, you would think, oh, well, it's Paramount. They'll put it on Paramount Plus. But yeah, I don't think Tom Cruise is okay with that.
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, he, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not this one. Although I did see it in the theater. But uh, the the what this series has turned into is one that you really want to go watch it in the theater. I think. Um, oh
1: yeah. Uh, we want to talk. Uh, uh, yeah, the the. Th- the series I, I love this movie, Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it is a very different movie from how the series is now.
0: Oh yes. And I think I haven't watched them all like consecutively like we're going to in a long time, and some of them I haven't seen in a while, and I'm wondering like if there you can watch a progression next week's is the one that nobody likes, but it's it's very it's classic John Woo crazy action stuff. And then the third one is a little more grounded, I think. Mm-hmm. Than even maybe even more grounded than this for the most part. Uh, there's some, there, there's, some crazy there's some stuff in there,
1: ridiculous but, stuff that happens in the third one.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get that helicopter thing and yeah, I mean, this one really is very grounded in terms of, you know, coming off the, the based on the TV show. Although I think they, they do an interesting job of, of working in the show and the expectations that come with the show into this movie. But I would say until the last, you know, the climax of the film, it's pretty grounded in, as far as being realistic other than maybe the heist scene, mm-hmm. uh, which is obviously the probably the most famous part of the movie. Yes. And has been parodied ever since.
1: Yeah, and I, this is definitely an example of something where, like, the movies are more popular than the show effort was, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the show had its following, certainly. I mean, uh, it, it's hard for me to say that it wasn't popular when, you know, I wasn't alive when it was on.
0: But... <laughs> right. And I mean, it came back a couple times. Yeah. And I mean, this show was... The, the show originally was airing around the same time as the original Star Trek was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Made you know, by to- the same people. Made by the same people. Uh, there's starring Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> starring well, not not during the Star Trek years, but yeah, but, later yes, starring Leonard but. Nimoy. So that I mean, this film, you know, came out in '96. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by Brian De Palma, which is an interesting choice. Yes, um, I I like Brian De Palma. He's there are people out there that are really into Brian De Palma movies, and I, I have feel to, like that's true not, for
1: every act, every uh, director. Sure, sure. I think... I think the only one I've I've even seen other than this is The Untouchables.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is a great movie. Yeah, it is. So you haven't seen, like, Scarface? Oh, no, or... I did see Scarface. Yeah. I never but... cared for Scarface. No, though. no, exactly. And, and that's... And
1: I know there are a lot of people that are super into Scarface, too. Right.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: But, no, I never cared for that one. I don't even think I
0: finished it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Blowout is another one of his that's pretty well-regarded... And I'm gonna get yelled at by people who are into, who know Brian De Palma. Uh, you know, he he's not the kind of person that comes to mind necessarily when you're thinking about these types of movies, but or maybe right. he does. I I don't know. Um, and then there's was the, this was long development process for this movie. Uh, David Kep, who seems to write half the movies at certain periods of time in in film history, uh, was brought on. Steven Zalian, who is another really well regarded film writer came up mm-hmm. with a story and then the the screenplay was ultimately written by Kep and then Robert Towne who wrote Chinatown and a whole bunch of other scripts uh, as well. And you Towne would stick around and do uh, mission Impossible two as well.
1: And we just found out uh, before we started recording, yeah. that he also apparently wrote some of the original show.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, there was a, a two parter that was kind of stitched together and released over in Europe uh, so depending on where you live, this isn't the first theatrical Mission Impossible. You know, this is really the first big, you know, the, it was just a TV production that got put on the screen. So you said you hadn't seen many of the shows or anything like that.
1: I have never seen an episode of Mission Impossible. Okay. I've seen a few clips. I yeah. know, like, the this tape will self-destruct, in, you yep. know, in various different ways and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I have never seen an episode of Mission Impossible.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think... You know, the, and this really ticked off people who are fans, because I, mm-hmm. ima- I mean, it'd be like if, you know, people went to see Star Trek, the motion picture, and then 30 minutes into the film, all of the bridge crew was dead, except for William Shatner. Right. Uh, and, and then they went off and did a completely different kind of movie from what the TV show was. And I can see why so that we're, would So we're, is
1: everyone in the beginning except Ethan from the original show? Like, I know Jim Phelps is.
0: No, uh, only I think Jim Phelps is the only one, actually. Okay. And then, oh, and then, you know, by the end of the movie, we find out that Spock is really not dead and he's the villain. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> I would watch uh, that movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> uh, Still better yeah. than the Spock yelling, the, the, than the reactor room scene in Into Darkness.
0: Oh, God. I, I still, every time that, that I think of that, I'm like, I want to know that Zachary Quinto went to the writers and said, really? Y- you want me to do that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. that's a different movie that we will probably <laughs> never be watching on the show.
1: Probably not. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. Because that's going to be our thing. We're going to have to talk about Star Trek in every episode, but we can never actually t- make an episode about Star Trek. Well,
0: that's not true. We've already done that once. We we watched Armageddon this year.
1: Okay, but that was only because <laughs> it was related. Yes. Yeah. But yeah.
0: And just like every Mission Impossible episode, mm-hmm. uh, we get a you get a cold open to start this off because usually the the show starts with a you know, wrapping up a previous mission or something. And right off the bat I'm gonna say that one of the things that really jar is jarring to me is the computer stuff in this movie. <laughs> and it's 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 that problem of mid-90s when the internet was just becoming a thing and nobody quite knew how to show the internet because if you showed how the internet really looked, no one would understand what it was. And yep. They come up with some very interesting UI just to, like choices in this movie. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> this is the stuff, and and we've mentioned this before when we were in doing the the proper Bond films about how some of this stuff just seems way more dated than you know 80s and 70s and even 60s films, yeah. just because the way they show these computers just is so outdated right now.
1: Yeah, and I w- I wonder if part of that is just because like we remember these old ones,
0: maybe. I never had a computer that looked like the one that Emilio Estevez is using in this first scene, though.
1: That's true. No one ever had a computer that looks like <laughs> the one Emilio Estevez is using in the first scene. Right. But, yeah. No. Uh, and we get the mask.
0: These masks are really good. Yeah. And I don't, and I can't tell, and it's especially the the one where he has the John Voight mask on. Like, is that CGI blending with a mask or how? It works. It works really well. Yeah. And, and okay it's a, so
1: this one I st- is definitely like you can if you like freeze frame right before he takes it off it looks really fake in, yeah. in th- the opening scene. Sure. Uh that mask. But yes, you know the masks are good. So my my whole thing is the masks. I mean mm-hmm. and we know later in the in the they sort of get away from the masks more and more later on. They use them some. Yeah. But like we see the mask. We know that the masks are good. But then, like, ten minutes later, we're going to get Tom Cruise in makeup
0: Mm -hmm. instead of a mask. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm not entirely sure that that's somebody, an actor that's not Tom Cruise on the screen there.
1: It's almost certainly an actor who's not Tom Cruise. And then Tom Cruise shows up with And that's how they normally do the masks in in these movies. Right, right.
0: But no, yeah, we're going to have Tom Cruise wearing a lot of old man makeup later. But I guess it's just because we needed to see him a lot more in, in close-ups and things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 they brought Tom Selleck in to do that or something. Yeah,
0: yeah that kind of looks like Tom Selleck. <laughs> and then, you know, this this style of opening credits comes right out of the, out of the TV show. And it's okay. sort of a Battlestar Galactica. They did that, too, mm-hmm. where they show, like, here are random out of context clips from what you're about to watch so they would they would have the theme and the match and the fuse and everything and then throw in random clips from the episode you're about to see oh okay so this this style actually does fit in really well at least that's how I remember it it's been a while since I watched the show
1: see now I'm having trouble like I'm hearing that like music from the end of the Battlestar Galactica theme (laughs) (laughs) And my understanding is like, yeah, in the show, Jim Phelps would get his next tape telling him about things in a whole bunch of weird ways. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yep. So I, I like how they do it on the plane here. I yep. like, I like how he lights a cigarette to hide the smoke.
0: Yeah, that's that was a clever gag, and I looked it up actually because I was I was like, could you even smoke on a plane in '96? And international flights hadn't banned smoking and didn't ban smoking until 2000. Yep. So, because I thought that was a clever touch. To-
1: yeah. So it was for international flights. It was around longer because they were longer flights and people needed their fix. Yep. Smoking. When that smoking is one of the big things that like also sort of takes me out of anything from the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than the computers, it's like you see people just lighten up in restaurants and on right. planes, and it's so weird because. I remember when people used to smoke in restaurants, yeah. but it also feels like something like so absurd that I can't imagine someone doing it.
0: Yeah. No, and it's it like I was living in New York City when they banned smoking in bars and restaurants and like one day, and then everybody just kind of went with it.
1: Mm-hmm. They actually still have not banned it in bars here in Pennsylvania.
0: <laughs> no, I know. I've, I've been to bars in Pennsylvania and yeah.
1: But I remember... Uh, I, I remember when they banned it in New York City. I remember uh, I was in high school at the time. I remember because there was an SNL sketch about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was a couple years later that they banned it here in PA. And I remember a bunch of people I knew were, you know, really mad about it. Yeah. Because, you know, they need their they need their cigarettes. Where are you going to go after the bar, not to the diner, to smoke cigarettes? <laughs> uh, but, yes, it just sort of all of a sudden, Yeah you no longer smoked in restaurants. And after like a couple months, like that was just like, that was the normal. And now it just feels so absurd. Anytime I, I see someone just lighting up inside
0: at all. Like you don't smoke inside. Right. That's
1: just, yeah. Yeah.
0: Just don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here. And I guess it happens a few other times, but
1: it's like the no smoking signs on the bridge of the enterprise. And yes, in the eighties, Star Trek films,
0: they, they made Nicholas Meyer take it down.
1: <laughs> Did they?
0: Yeah, yeah. He said that he had it in there. It's in there during the training simulation, and then it's not there anymore after that. And it's because of the they made him take it off. <laughs> it, they didn't the film the producers, I guess, or, or Gene Roddenberry or somebody didn't like it. So oh, I'm <laughs> sure Gene Roddenberry wouldn't have liked. it. No, we're 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 above smoking. But oh point. yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean this yeah. So this uh, this opening thing with the video and. You know, they always run through, you know, we've selected these, these. There is
1: no freaking way that a 1996 airplane video screen is that <laughs> detailed.
0: Well, when when they watch the, the streaming video later, same thing.
1: Well, I'm just thinking the scene where they're showing the knocklist and it's like all this like you can, small, you can, you sharp can text. Yep. There's
0: no way. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, we, we hear the plot to Skyfall here in the in the as the setup here where this they have to trail this guy who's going to try to steal the knock list off the computer in Prague which I have a problem with honestly uh not not the fact that it's the plot the skyfall but uh, oh, I mean that's also a problem yeah but so why would the knock list be stored in the computer in a basement in some random embassy in Prague Well, it's not no I know that but why would anyone <laughs> think it was
1: right yeah that is a very good question
0: like well, the real ones at Langley. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I, I also like the idea of, and again, this goes to the the fact that they're going to throw a curveball as far as audience expectations here. In, in you know, by the end of the first act of the movie, you know, you get Kristen Scott Thomas, you get Emilio Estevez to play these co-agents, mm-hmm. and then just do away with them. Yep. And so I, I think it's yeah clever. Uh, well, that's um. Uh,
1: it makes me think of Deadpool 2.
0: Oh, the, s- <laughs> yes, that scene is amazing.
1: And then the, uh, and then, ha- have you seen The Suicide Squad?
0: The newest one? No, I've, okay. I missed it, I missed out on it, I have to wait for it to come back.
1: Yeah, that's such a weird thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, they do the same thing. Okay. It's, like, the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie, so I'm not really spoiling anything. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, that that it makes me think of that. But yes, uh, it's a interesting plot twist cuz you mm-hmm. don't see, you definitely don't see it coming.
0: No. And especially if you, I wonder if now it works less well than they didn't do this stuff in movies. Yeah, no,
1: now you expect that sort of thing. Famous yeah. actors will show up and die all the time right. now.
0: Emilio Estevez isn't even credited in this movie actually. <laughs> so <laughs> which I find interesting.
1: And this would probably arguably be, like, the heyday of Emilio Estevez.
0: Yeah, I mean, living on that Mighty Ducks royalties, I guess. That's what I'm point saying, point yeah, but, yeah. Mighty <laughs> Ducks was
1: out. At the I mean, I would think Mighty Ducks is probably Emilio Estevez's, uh, like, most famous role.
0: <laughs> I we're gonna say his best movie, but... I don't know. I mean, what is his best movie? I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, Mighty Ducks, 92, 94, 96.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the Mighty Ducks 3 came out the same year as this one.
1: This is a better movie than Mighty Ducks 3.
0: It is. Yes, it is a better movie than Mighty Ducks 3. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's that weird one where they go to the prep school, I think, yes. right? That, yeah. Yes. All I really remember from that is the scene where they play a prank on their, on the other team by dipping all their jerseys in uh, dry ice so that they break. Yeah. But yeah, no, Mighty Ducks 3 is not right. great.
0: No, it is not. <laughs> what I, I I do like this, they do a really good job of setting up all this stuff. Like they do all the, let's show off the gadgets and things. Mm-hmm. Um, the glasses that she's wearing here would maybe work from a technological standpoint. I don't think the wireframe ones that Ethan wears later. The
1: wireframe ones Ethan wears, there is no, you can't not even that now.
0: now. No. No. <laughs> no
1: <laughs> certainly not then and, and yeah no there's no freaking way his worked yeah like the the giant aviators mm-hmm. those would have worked yeah um but yeah there's no way the glasses ethan wears are act- actually have a camera in them
0: uh we get the the video here while they're watching off of netscape navigator yeah, this which should is be the like, actual that is how the browser looked. I will give them credit that for not faking that. That is how the that.
1: browser looked, but that video quality should be way worse. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah, it should be like a one forty four. Yeah. Resolution very choppy, very you know.
1: We should have shown like the rotating real player logo before it came. Up. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Then you have to download an update.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. And I I do like that, yes, even in this video, it's clearly Tom Cruise in makeup. In
0: makeup, yep. It's not bad makeup. It's not. No.
1: We have Chekhov's exploding gum.
0: Yes. Which I have good things to say about Chekhov's exploding gum. Hostel
1: lasagna.
0: Don't get any on (laughs) you. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to blame David Kep for that line.
1: Probably. (laughs) All right, so now we're... At the... We're at the embassy. Yep. Again,
0: um, we have very high-quality video streaming going on here. Yes. And I get that I get it's, it's, a, it's a movie. Yeah. I
1: but. mean, they make it a little pixelated just so that you can tell it's video, I'm,
0: but... I'm trying to figure out why he's watching three streams and then three duplicates in smaller windows. Why not? I don't know. Because he can.
1: I like the... The sunglasses that let them tag people, though. That's oh, cool.
0: the turn on the sunglasses and then. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this is all this all feels like a Mission Impossible episode to this point. OK. Where they're doing espionage things. And yeah, the, I mean, this and that's why the the curveball for me works. OK. You know, yeah. Team, it worked for me the, the first time I saw it. Filling different roles and, you know, all doing various things to try to. Accomplish the mission that they've been tasked with. It is it is something that works well the second time you see it. Because you do see, like, that waiter behind, I think, Hannah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's... Once you know to look for him, he's clearly spying oh, yeah. on her. Kristen Scott Thomas's hair is a choice. <laughs> in this scene. <laughs> uh.
1: Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, we have the we. They manage to they get into the elevator, and mm-hmm. we have the we have the tense scene where are they gonna hack the computer in time to hide who Kristen Scott Thomas is?
0: And I'll give them credit that the screen they're looking at is probably more realistic in terms of like the VGA quality. Yeah. Of it, where it's kind of a crummy looking.
1: Yes. No, thing. that's very accurate. Yeah. And I like. I like how uh, Tom Cruise tells him the date's wrong. Yes. Why does it show, like, I guess it makes sense that it would show her social security number, but at the same time, that seems odd.
0: Yeah. That, yeah, that doesn't,
1: yeah. And I I do like how they do this here, because they they need the password, so they leave the glasses in the room. I like that. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that the the glasses are to spy on the guy steal it, so they have evidence yeah. that he stole the the thing. Oh yeah, you're right. That's no the pass was... the passwords from is later.
1: Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry, I watched this movie a few days ago yeah. rather than yesterday.
0: I think Tom Cruise looks like James Woods. He does on. look
1: a bit like James <laughs> Woods. Man, if it was James Woods, oh boy.
0: Well, you already have John Voight that's, prob- no, that's what I was going to
1: say James Boyce and John Voight what a, <laughs> yeah. what a Republican dream team
0: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just going to I made a note of this and I meant to mention it earlier and it's kind of rude but you know in a, in a movie called Mission Impossible with all this ridiculous stuff happening and everything I have a really time, hard time swallowing the fact that John Voight is married to Emmanuel Baird <laughs> yeah but anyway
1: was this, the, was this the peak of John Voight's career as well
0: Maybe? Well, I mean, he he'd been doing stuff for a long time. That's true. This might and be the, still... This might be the peak of like older John Voight. Mm. Like this and like what was that uh football movie with James Vanderbeek? Um, Varsity Blues.
1: Yeah, he was and he was in the National Treasure movies.
0: Yeah. I don't mind John Voight when he's acting on screen. I just find John he's, Voight himself yeah, to be a problem. Uh,
1: yeah, he's he Oh, yeah. No, he's fine as a Yeah, as an actor. Mhm uh sort of like Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Or I mean honestly Tom Cruise just for different reasons.
0: <laughs> He's just nuts. Um <laughs> Yeah. He wasn't nuts yet though, at least that we didn't know that he was nuts yet. He
1: was not as publicly nuts in at this point. <laughs> right. Well John Voight probably wasn't yet either. Like mm-hmm. John Voight sort of went off the deep end during the Obama years.
0: Yes. Anyway, uh, anyway, yeah. They they get the evidence that this gultsin guy is stealing the list and everything seems to be going according to plan
1: until the elevator kills the guy yeah why does it have spikes
0: i i don't know i mean they're not meant to be there they kind of drop out with yeah, yeah why are why there drop down there, spikes why are in there the elevator deployable shed? spikes in this elevator
1: like that's a very that's to stop a very specific situation yeah. that like there are easier ways to deal with than, Right. yeah this is just this whole thing is odd
0: and then something that always kind of thought I thought was weird is they're trying to get out or like a few minutes ago, Tom Cruise and Kirsten Scott Thomas are trying to get out of the room because Glitzen's going to come in and Jack can't open the elevator doors and John Voight does. Yes. Why is Emilio Estevez there if John Voight can do all this stuff remotely?
1: So that he can die?
0: I guess. That's... Scene of yeah. him getting impaled always makes me cringe. Yeah, it's a it's done so
1: well. now John Voigt is saying they need to abort, but Tom Cruise doesn't want to.
0: No, because the list is there. Well, no, jo- John Voigt first says he's going to come to him, which again oh, makes yeah. no sense.
1: But well, yeah, that's all part of his master plan. But yes, sure, okay. But then John Voigt pretends that he's got a shadow on the bridge and he they need to abort.
0: Right. So okay. So let's go back to this master plan of yep. Jim Phelps here. Jim Phelps is trying to steal the knock list mm-hmm. for himself because he's going to sell it. Yep. Spoilers for the latter half of the movie. Um, so, Gee, I've never seen this, Carl. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> but so why does he need to fake his death and blow everyone up? Because the only reason that that makes sense is because he's fr- he wants to get Ethan framed because it's a mole hunt. Yep, but if it's a mole hunt, why does he need Krieger to steal the disc? Because later we find that he did sell the disc to Max, the arms dealer, who thinks it's the real thing. So Jim has no idea that this is fake.
1: Yeah. So I think the idea is if he sell, he knows that if he that once it once it's sold that they would be on to him. I guess. Okay. So he figures this is the only way to do it and be in the clear because then the, they won't hunt him because they think he's dead. Okay. That's my thought anyway.
0: And that, I mean, it's better off than being disavowed and having to go live wherever disavowed agents go live. I guess that makes sense. It, it just seems very, the fact that they're actually doing a mole hunt with this, this list makes Jim's plan very convenient.
1: Yes. There's a lot of stuff that are is very convenient. In True. This movie.
0: And and I I really do enjoy this movie. Yeah. Oh, me and, too. I love this movie. And I take great offense to people who say it's too complicated. No. I think I mean, we're pointing out holes in the story here, but it's it's only complicated if you don't pay attention to what's happening.
1: I've seen Primer. This movie's not complicated.
0: <laughs> yes. There's not like a giant <laughs> flowchart to explain this movie on the internet. Right. And Primer's a great movie. I just had to watch it three times.
1: (laughs) Alright, so... John Voigt apparently dies. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Ethan runs to the bridge but misses him. Yep. And then, alright. How does Sarah die?
0: Why would a trained agent get that close to somebody who's... Who is clearly stabbing 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 someone with a knife (laughs) on the other side of a fence. (laughs) Right. Like,
1: how does she get close enough that he can stab her through the
0: freaking fence? Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: It makes no sense.
0: Nope.
1: But anyway, Sarah dies. Then the car blows up.
0: Mm hmm. With Tom. We see Hannah getting into the car and the car blows up.
1: Yeah. So Tom Cruise thinks that everyone's dead. Mm hmm. So he's got to call his handler, I guess.
0: Yep. Tom Cruise does a little bit of overacting here on the phone.
1: Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> They're all dead!
0: I like the line where the guy, or, you know, Kittredge, the guy he ends up calling, is says, you know, meet at this location, I'll be there myself. And he's like, you're in Prague?
1: Yeah, so apparently Kittredge is going to be in Mission Impossible 7. Really? Yeah. So that's interesting.
0: I like Henry Zerny a lot. Mm-hmm. And... In this movie, and I like him in other things, too, I wish he did more good stuff, because he tends to be in stuff that isn't that great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, he was on Revenge for how many years? Um, Never seen it. Yeah, you know, It's not great. But, and, I mean, this is another one of those famous scenes, I think, from the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, I, I I love this location. I mean, I, I think it's it's a set, but still.
1: Like, I want to believe that there is a real ecvarium Uh, restaurant
0: restaurant with all this fish tanks and stuff. And this is where we get spelled out. I like the way the scene turns because you think they're trying to debrief Ethan and get him out of the country and all this stuff and then it kind of slowly becomes this thing where he's he's under suspicion and that's when Brian De Palma breaks out the Dutch angles.
1: He Um, loves his Dutch angles. He
0: does. Especially in this scene. Yeah. I I,
1: I enjoy Ethan recognizing all the all the people from yeah why was there another team what
2: of imf agents at the embassy tonight i don't quite follow you let's see if you can follow me around the room the drunk russians on the
0: embankment at 7 8 o'clock Couple waltzing around me at the embassy at nine and eleven, the waiter standing behind Hannah at the top of the
1: stairs, bow tie, twelve o'clock. The other IMF team. You're worried about me. Why? Yeah, that's a good scene.
0: Mm-hmm. And this is where we get the first use of Chekhov's gun gum. <laughs> Not Chekhov's gun, but Chekhov's gum. And
1: Oh yeah! Oh, I didn't even mention uh, at the very beginning. We had Chekhov's Drake Hotel.
0: Oh yes. Yeah, I have, I have things to say about that later. Uh,
1: but yeah, this is a cool scene with the mm-hmm. exploding fish tanks and everything.
0: And they got Tom Cruise to actually do this stunt where they actually. Tom Cruise
1: dropped... actually does every
0: stunt. Yes, but they're dropping how many tons of water around him? Yeah. Like this is this is not fake.
1: No. And that's because Tom Cruise is insane.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: But yes, Tom Cruise actually did this stunt, just like every other stunt. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure there is a Tom Cruise stunt double, and I'm sure it's the cushiest job you can imagine. (laughs) Because you
0: never get to do anything.
1: Right. So he makes it back to the rendezvous point. Mm Hmm. He's got to dig out his ID and go on the run. Yep. But first, he's going to try to find the knocklist person.
0: Right. So, yeah. Um, this is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's just say everything on the computer is wrong.
0: Everything on the computer is wrong. So, I grew up Catholic... Okay. I'm technically still Catholic. I went to Sunday school. Making the leap from Job 3:14 from to Job 3:14 is a leap.
1: Yeah. I grew up Lutheran. I am also technically still Lutheran and yeah. I would agree.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 also he he start he starts typing in this stuff like max.com, which I'm sure was a site. Oh yeah. Uh but the internet
1: search web search site that he's using is terrible.
0: The well, the Usenet group thing?
1: Yeah, because there would absolutely be Usenets about jobs.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, like he looks he searches job and it has no hits. And then
1: he just ty- and then
0: he searches the words scroll usenet groups. Yeah. And That's not does. how the internet works. So if you pause it, there's an Aldus PageMaker Usenet group, which Wow. wow.
1: Yes, but alien vampire flunk. flunk yeah, flunk.
0: alien vampire flunk, flunk, flunk. Two of them. Two of them. them. <laughs> Alt.amazon.womenadmirer or Amazonwomen.admirers. Oh dear.
1: Alt.american.automobile.breakdown. And breakdown. Dot breakdown.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Alt.amateur comp, which is probably.
0: That's not what you think it is.
1: It's not what I think it is. No. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> and and here's where Ethan makes the leap to Job three fourteen because there's a Bible on the shelf. He he must really read the Bible because he knows exactly where in the Bible the Book of Job is. Oh,
1: did you see alt adjective dot noun dot verb dot verb yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um,
0: yep. So he he finds this quote and immediately is like, yep, this is what I need. And goes to the Bible.
1: Okay. Alt.alien.vampire.flonk.flonk.flonk does exist. Okay. My guess is it probably didn't exist before Mission Impossible. <laughs> but yes, it does exist.
0: Okay. And I know it. this is the internet, so of course, but... The Book of Job discussion group, and then you post your me- your message under a chapter and verse.
1: I mean, I guess it's a way to hide.
0: And he sends an email to max at Job space 3 colon 14, which is not an email address. No. That and is- the message is from Job.
1: I'm assuming it's a message inside, like, the Usenet, Maybe. but I assume... I don't think that's how you could send I don't think you could send messages inside Usenet to individual users. No. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Uh, No. But apparently this works. I love the little animated envelope that goes over the thing and then it flies away.
1: Yeah, that's pretty great. That would have used, like, all the processing power (laughs) of that computer.
0: Yep. I like the touch of the German version of the Book of Job having, like, that Which is a
1: PowerBook 430C, I think?
0: I believe you're right. Because and Apple got a had a big promotion deal with this movie.
1: Yes, PowerBook four hundred and thirty C. It's one of the only Apple Apple computers that had the the slight the 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 buttons on the side of the screen for volume and contrast. Ah. it's not the coolest computer we see in this movie though. That's uh, the ThinkPad that Bing uh, Rams has. Yes. It has the pop out full size keyboard. Mm hmm. But, yeah, so then after he does that, he hallucinates about Jim Phelps.
0: But it's actually Claire.
1: It's actually Claire, who's really alive. hmm Because she wasn't in the car, because she got out of the car. She got out of the car. And he frisks her, and, like, we have, like, a almost sexy scene, which is weird.
0: Yeah. And I like her thing where it's like, no, he said to come back at four if we aborted. So it's four o'clock.
1: All right. Yeah. yeah okay. Sure. So now, he knows that he's got to get the real knock list, mm-hmm. so that he can look up Job and figure everything out. Yep, and a whole bunch of stuff happening here. But he need, but he he gets to meet Max.
0: Yeah, he gets a message from Max, and I swear this guy should have been in Die Hard, but he. I don't think it's a. guy He from looks Die
1: Hard. like that guy that was it, in he's Die not. Hard. He's
0: not the guy from Die Hard. He just looks like him.
1: He does look like him, though. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, you know, they cover his. Ma- they put the mask on him, and it turns out Vanessa Redgrave is Max. Mm-hmm. I like her in this movie.
1: I like that she comes back later in the franchise, too. Yes, that was nice. Uh, yeah, she's, she's good in this movie, and she knows that Tom Cruise isn't really
0: Job. Well, she doesn't until he says...
1: Well, okay, yes, yeah. but she figures it out.
0: Yeah. And then they decided to use this disk. And, I mean, you're more of a computer person than I am. Do do they have 130 megabyte disks like this? Because it looks sort of like a zip disk, but it's not.
1: It did exist. Okay. It was a rewritable optical disk. Because it looks like the
0: the, the transparent ones they use later look like they have little CDs in them.
1: Yep, and that's the optical part. Okay. Yes, it was a real format. Okay. There were a bunch of disk like things that were trying to become the predominant format for file transfers in the 90s. Zip disk was kind of the most common but mm-hmm. even that never none of them really took off until until uh, CDRs right but yes the the rereadable optical disk did exist it was a real thing
0: okay because I remember um, I mean my first computer from college had a 250 megabyte zip di- zip drive in it.
1: fancy
0: um, yeah. No, actually, I take that back. It hit a hundred megabytes.
1: Yeah, but I think I think zip disks were magnetic storage. Yeah,
0: yeah, they were. They were just. I never actually had a zip drive. They were just large um, floppies. Yeah. Uh, so they try the drive, and the temperature goes up. And Max makes a comment about the hard drive heating up, and I'm like, "That's, that's not how well, hard drives work." And that's not. It's a hard also
1: drive. not a hard drive,
0: right? <laughs> And also,
1: like, I would have wiped it wiped the blood off it yeah, you yeah. stuck yeah. it Clean in the, the dry. dry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's gonna gum up the works in your computer. Yeah. I mean it's all dramatic, you know, open the thing and there's a bloody tr- disc, but I still. think the
1: fact that you can get the straight up shot of the of the uh, label on it though, and you can clearly see it's a verbatim rewritable optical disc. Yep. I bet verbatim probably got money for this. It probably did, yeah. Verbatim still exists. They make they still make uh you know, like, things mm-hmm. like CDs and discs and other things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, they know that the disc doesn't work.
0: Mm-hmm. And Kittrich and his buddies show up, and they're too late. Yep. Fun fact, just because why not, uh, the guy who plays Barnes is...
1: I love that guy. Yeah. He's a major that guy.
0: Yeah, he's a major that guy. He is a former Marine... And he also has, like, a company that trains actors to be soldiers for movies. So he And he did a lot of training um, for Starship Troopers. Oh, nice. So he basically put all the actors that were in, you know, the grunts and Starship Troopers into some kind of mini boot camp. And he goes around and does that just for authenticity things. Um, nice. And meanwhile, he's playing Barnes, who I, I do like the Barnes and Kittredge dynamic.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really... I just really like him whenever he shows up in anything. Yeah, yeah but he's yes, good. He's yeah, good. he works well with Kit. I, I enjoy Barnes and Kittrich. Yeah, but yeah, and I like the. This is a standard movie trope, but I don't know if maybe it like wasn't as standard when this movie came out, where like you think they're gonna break in on them, and actually the two scenes are being filmed are, are shot are taking place at different times.
0: Right. We're, they're in the car already. Yeah. Yeah. So Ethan makes a deal with Max to get the knock list. And then he says that he wants Max's assurance that Joe will be there at the exchange, and I'm trying to figure out how that would ever happen. Yeah, when Max she has no idea who, who... Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't think that works. For movie purposes, it'll happen, but...
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not sure how that... Yeah, that couldn't possibly... Yeah, but anyway.
0: So he gets he gets his uh, traveling money. And another thing I find very interesting that the CIA or who, what have you, has a searchable database of disavowed agents because that doesn't seem to jive with being disavowed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't want to... Yeah, that's... Yeah, I don't think that works, by the way.
0: <laughs> Man, I love Ving Rhames in this movie. Ving Rames is great. I mean, yeah. Jen Reno's good, too, but... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I yeah, I love that Ving Rams just continues to be an important part of all the movies. Yeah, too. it's
0: great that he just kind of shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was a great uh, little thread that they kept going.
1: I I enjoy when when Tom Cruise is telling telling Ving Rams, you know, I know that you hacked NATO, and he's like, There's no evidence of that exceptional piece of work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. <laughs> We we sort of get uh, Chekhov's helicopter in the scene when yeah. Krieger mentions flying a helicopter into Fort Knox, so now we know he flies helicopters.
1: Mm. So the six eighty six yeah, uh, is what would later become the Pentium Pro and the Pentium Two, and mm-hmm. was definitely not a risk chip.
0: No, the there was no uh, artificial, <laughs> artificial and it intelligence also didn't, didn't have in
1: artificial it. intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was also not a risk chip. Uh, that was like Intel still doesn't make risk chips. No. Uh, that's yeah. That was and that was like the whole Apple's whole thing back then was like that their chips were risk and PCs yeah. PCs were not. Right. Yeah. Man, so,
0: no. remember the remember the days back in the '90s and the early aughts when like chip specs were just a huge part of marketing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, right.
0: The Intel Inside little jingle and... dun dun dun, dun. <laughs> It's the Pentium 2. Now no one... Is, people are like Man, the Pentium
1: I. 2 was so cool. It, was, it went into a slot instead of a socket.
0: What's a thinking machine laptop?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's the artificial intelligence. Yeah, okay. But yeah, no. Uh, and he's like... He's like, relax, it's much worse than you think. And then yep. now we find out just how hard this is to get into.
0: Yes. And this has just become such a parodied thing.
1: Oh yeah. So I wanna know what does this guy do in that room? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what like, what
0: you, yeah.
1: Like I understand the security, but what what is he doing on the computer after he goes through all that security?
0: Why is this room so big?
1: Yep. Um, so Tom Cruise can come down from the ceiling. Yeah, of that course.
0: Was. I like you have a giant sign that says countermeasures on off inside the room.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As if the light, the change in lights wasn't obvious. Right.
0: Yeah. So at one point we find out that, you know, they're going through all the security of this room and we find out that the floor is pressure sensitive and to demonstrate it, this condensation droplet falls off the guy's cup. And sets off the alarm. One, that guy's gonna get in trouble. Yeah. Um, but two, later on, Tom Cruise gets dropped from a high height and almost hits the floor. Yep. And the air movement would set that floor off. Yes. But anyway,
1: not to mention it would really hurt when yeah. he did that.
0: Yeah. Well, I read that on Wikipedia or something that he kept smacking his face on the ground, and he they actually put like heavy coins in his feet and his shoes yeah, no, to, to balance. I was him. actually thinking that when watching this. Like how many times
1: did they have to shoot that before yeah. he actually landed correctly and didn't whack his head on the right. floor?
0: Yeah. <laughs> but this this whole sequence is great. Uh, yes.
1: All right. So the scene where the nerdy guy from the room goes uh, goes and sits down in the in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. If Someone came down and sat that close to me in a cafeteria, I'd be like, the fuck is going on. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I agree.
1: Just it, saying. The fact she even that he's like, completely touches his shoulder
0: and puts the little thing on it and, and like she, admittedly she, she's an attractive woman, yeah.
1: but like he doesn't even react like that. No. So like the whole thing is weird.
0: Yeah. I'll say too, I feel really bad for this guy. Yes. Um, he doesn't deserve any of this. No. So talking about the Kittrich and Barnes thing, like you know, the the whole ploy is they set off fire alarms to get in in this disguise of firemen, which again I think they would have better security than that, but Yes. I like he's like he's I think he, they would probably have their own firemen. They probably would, yeah. So Kitcher is doing this this briefing or whatever and then he's like well, what the hell is that noise and he says the fire alarm he's like do we have to evacuate I just like their little banter uh,
1: all right so yes that I do like that yeah but also the thing where after while the guys out and they are removing the vent like I don't understand how this thing works either
0: the little screw remover yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I'm not even sure how they managed to get it to bend, much less make the screw come out.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Magic. I uh, guess. And I know it's a movie thing, but why do you have giant air ducts in the CIA that people can crawl around in? Yeah, haven't they seen Die Hard? Yeah. I mean, this movie makes the die- I mean, the Die Hard ones are tiny compared to this. Yeah. Why is there a rat in the air duct that's another
1: question yes <laughs> like why would the rat be in the air duct
0: right I have to back up a second because uh, Claire puts the little patch on his jacket to track mm-hmm. uh, Don Lowe here and Ving the way he goes high there is like the best line delivery ever it just <laughs> I just love it hi there I mean, I think the prism thing is clever to deflect the. Yeah, laser so beam. when
1: Dunlow eats the antacid, like you half expect him to look up and see Tom Cruise.
0: Oh yeah, he tosses it back and wait, what the? What are you doing yeah. Up there? Yeah.
1: So like, why it? What is that trash can normally doing? You can't bring <laughs> you anything can't bring, into this yeah, room. It's
0: under the desk.
1: Like, why is there a trash
0: can there? You, anything you brought in would have to be taken out. Yeah. And another thing, you know... Like, she, is
1: there a janitor who also has access to this room <laughs> to empty the trash can? I,
0: I don't know.
1: There's uh, just so many questions <clears throat> about this.
0: Yes. Um, it, it's very fortuitous of Tom Cruise and company that the drug she put in didn't kick in until after he typed in his password.
1: yes. Also, cause... I don't know what kind of computer this is, but that monitor has to have been made by Sony. Because
0: <laughs> it's so big?
1: Uh, because it's flat oh, on flat two front. sides. Yeah. the om- Sony had the exclusive patent on that uh, for their Trinitron displays. Mm. Uh, there's a special way of making CRTs that uh, actually let them be flat on two sides. Ah. So that's how I know that that was. Okay. It probably didn't have a Sony badge on it, though. Also, check out that giant trackball instead of a mouse.
0: That is huge. I w- also want Which, wanna which go- I don't quite understand why you have a trackball, because everything seems like it's keyboard-operated.
1: That's also a good question. Yeah. I want to know how, uh, how many takes it took Tom Cruise to do that flip, too.
0: Oh, to stand on the desk? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, I guess he probably didn't actually do the flip to stand on the desk. That's why it cuts when it does. Mm-hmm but still and is he wearing like ballet shoes maybe it kind of looks like he's wearing ballet shoes a little bit because you get that shot of the underside of his shoes there
0: maybe they're grippy shoes yeah they do definitely look like ballet shoes yeah
1: also uh when when uh is it dunlow is that the name of the guy yeah yeah when he's in the bathroom you can clearly see there's nothing in that trash can
0: well he rinsed it out
1: he did a good job because like it's not even wet yeah which is, Im- no, there is no way he rins that trash can, look at those sinks! You can't get,
0: yeah, you couldn't get that trash can under there. <laughs> no,
1: Like, unless he was using it to, like, bale water from the toilet or something, there's no way. <laughs> so,
0: anyway. so, they have all these countermeasures and whatnot in this room, but no cameras.
1: Yeah. That's okay. interesting. Okay. Also, why does that computer have a floppy drive? That seems like a... Or, yeah, or any kind of. Or just it's not a floppy drive. It's that op- magnetic optical disc drive, which yeah. is even less likely.
0: Well, I want to know how many, how many non-official cover people they have that you need that large of a disc to store it. Yes. Because you would think it would be a text file of some sort. A two hundred thirty megabyte
1: text file is a very large file. Yes, it is. Also, this computer monitor is something you don't see very often. They do this to make it look cool on t on, on in a movie. as it's a it's a three by four screen. Mm. instead of four by three
0: oh so it's taller yeah yeah yeah, I it's, see a, what, it's, yeah. A,
1: it's a four three monitor on its side yeah oh yeah because that's and because luther doesn't know what they're getting
0: no because he reacts to
1: yeah holy mother of god yes
0: well they i mean they even says that at one point like he explains that how does um so tom cruise now gets dropped because krieger decides to kill a rat for no reason yeah, he could
1: have just let the rat I, walk by. I, I do like
0: the fact that the rat is like the body of the rat is there behind yes. him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so much for
1: uh no death count.
0: Yeah. Well you did say we'll see. <laughs> you so you get this moment where of tension where you see the drop of sweat on his glasses mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. How does he get his hand there to catch it?
1: There's not enough room for him to no, do that. I have no not. idea. No. But as someone who sweats and occasion and sometimes wears glasses. I feel his pain.
0: Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> me too.
1: And I, I I very much enjoy how the I, I like the knife and how it falls right mm-hmm. when the countermeasures are Yep.
0: That knife is important though.
1: Yes. It is Chekhov's knife.
0: Yeah. So they get out, and I like the scene when, you know, they, they you know, they do their thing and they escape, but which again they would totally lock this down at this point. This building yes. down. But the scene with Kittredge when you know, they're trying to figure out what to do, and Dunlows back there, and he says, just... And I know about this. That's where it stops. You understand? It never happened. What about him? I want him manning a
1: radar tower in Alaska by the end of the day. You just mail him his clothes.
0: Yes. Also, uh, Brian De Palma also likes his split diopter shots.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm manning a radar tower in Alaska sounds pretty fun, actually.
0: End up in, like, a Northern Exposure-type town. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're in London for Some reasons. Reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And here's where we start to get an inkling maybe we can't trust Krieger with stuff.
1: Just a little bit, yes. But yeah. well, Tom Cruise definitely gets pretty cocky. With, yes. You know, maybe he was carrying two discs.
0: Well, this is just Tom Cruise being a dick. Yes. I like how he's now writing from Job 315.
1: Mm-hmm. And this is when we get Chekhov's Drake Hotel.
0: Yeah. Why did Jim take the Bible?
1: Why did he take the Bible? They stamped it, didn't they? Those damn Gideons. Yeah. I do love that line. That's a good
0: line, (laughs) yeah. But
1: Also, okay, that also doesn't make sense. Um, I have, you know, stayed in quite a few hotels in my day, including many that had Gideon Bibles. Yep. None of them have the name of the hotel in them.
0: Well, you didn't stay at the Drake Hotel.
1: That's true, but they just have, they just, all they say is placed here by the Gideons.
0: Yes, yes. (laughs) I mean, when I stay at the Best Western, it doesn't say, you know. But No, I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah. But yeah, there pretty much always is a Gideon Bible. Mm They're, how much money do they spend in a year just putting Bibles places? I don't know. Actually, the Gideon Bible did come in handy for me one time. Okay. Because I went to a um, private uh, Christian elementary school, mm-hmm. and one year when my family went on vacation to the beach, I had forgotten to bring my Bible and needed to do homework. Oh. And there was a Gideon Bible, and it worked out.
0: Okay. Well, good.
1: <laughs> but anyway, that's the only time I've ever used a, a Gideon Bible, or a Bible in a hotel room. <laughs> But yeah, they're usually there. I always I always look yeah. in the drawers to see what's there, and there's usually a Bible. Usually
0: Bible placed there by the Gideons, yeah.
1: I'm staying in a hotel tomorrow night, I'll check. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, so now he gives um, Luther the disc, because...
1: Because he knows Luther's not going to give it
0: up. Right. And Krieger had it all along, which was not smart, but...
1: That was, in fact, not smart, yeah. but he guess he didn't have time to swap it. And yeah, then he calls in to
0: Kittrich because they've arrested his his mother... Whose middle name is Ethan.
1: Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Why is his mother's middle name Ethan? I don't know. Yeah, that's just odd. Yep.
0: Yeah. So he goes off to call Kittredge and does the thing where you give him just enough information to know where you are, but not all of it. Mm-hmm. And who shows up but Jim Phelps is here.
1: Mm-hmm. And of course, Ethan knows that Jim Phelps is dirty. Yeah. What he's got to play along.
0: Right. And I'll admit, the first time I saw this, I got confused by the way that this was edited. Mm. Um, And I think it comes down to when Ethan is talking to Jim and trying to explain what happened, and then they show the, the flashbacks where it's what Ethan really thinks happened. Um, where it's... Because Jim claims that Kittredge shot him, and, Ethan, like you said, Ethan goes along with it. It's To me, it's the bit when... He says, why, Jim? And the way Tom Cruise says it, it sounds more accusatory than I think it should.
1: It it does, yes.
0: Because, and then Jim's response sounds like it could be coming from him. Why, Jim?
2: Why? When you think about
0: it, Ethan, it was inevitable. No more Cold War. No more secrets you keep from everyone but yourself operations you answer to no one but yourself and then one day you wake up the president of the united states is
2: running the country without your permission the son of a bitch how dare he and you realize it's over you're an obsolete piece of
0: hardware not worth upgrading you've got a lousy marriage and 62 grand a year so i don't know it's it works but at the same time it's it's I think it's the one time where it gets a little foggy for me. Yeah. And I also don't quite know what Jim's doing here.
1: Yeah, why does he even... What is he... Why would he even show Ethan that he's... What is his end game here? Yeah. It doesn't actually benefit him in any way to no. show Ethan that he's alive. No. Yeah, I never really thought about that before. But it doesn't make any sense at all now that I
0: think about it. <laughs> and i mean especially when you get the bit with ethan and claire hooking up which thankfully they cut out of the movie um, yeah but, but why
1: just and that happens after he knows yeah
0: that Jim's i could see alive. him i could see that maybe happening if he still thinks jim is dead yeah but you just had a meeting with her husband yeah N- no <laughs> especially now that he's not convinced that she's on his side right
1: Well, maybe that was, like, his way to, like, try to figure it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, figuring that she wouldn't sleep with him if she knew that Jim was alive. Maybe. that's weird. But he sends train tickets to Kittredge.
0: Yep. And I like the way this other thing is in there, and you don't really see what it is. It looks like a watch.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I don't know if this is the actual train or if they had, or, or if they made a special one for this movie, but it doesn't look like the train that I took like 10 years after this it's, movie.
0: It's not. Um,
1: because I have been on that train. I'm like the train that runs from London to Paris. Anyway.
0: Yeah, from what I read, they didn't want to have, they didn't cooperate with the movie.
1: Ah, didn't want people thinking that, you know, yeah, people would fly helicopters to the channel, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will say the effects pretty much hold up. I think this was a time when ILM was doing a lot of both models and CGI and I think it in a lot of ways it's better than when they went full CGI in a lot of times.
1: Yeah, well, I I'm a huge fan of models.
0: Yeah, I I like models too.
1: I I do, yeah. Tom Cruise pretending to be Jim was smart. Mhm. That has to be CGI. That that the,
0: the mask? Yeah.
1: Yeah, because that is clearly actually John Voight up until that moment.
0: Yes. That's some kind of like morphing thing, yeah. I think, probably. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then we get the, they stamped it, didn't they? Those damn dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the supremely disturbing, creepy uh saying, Claire was convinced her charms wouldn't work on you, but I was supremely confident having tasted the goods. Ugh.
0: Ugh. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Ah, uh, that's such a gross line. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I mean, <laughs> I do like. You Why know, does he
1: let him put on the for glasses?
0: The glasses. <laughs> like he realizes what's going on, but too late.
1: I guess. Yeah.
0: I do like the Good Morning, Mr. Phelps line from. Kittredge. There's no
1: way that image would be that sharp on that watch. No. <laughs> but yes, Good Morning, Mr. Phelps is good.
0: Magically, he knows to look at the watch too at that moment. Yes, um, and this is when Jim decides to shoot Claire. I guess because she's trying to talk him out of shooting Ethan, or Jim's just a jerk. I don't know.
1: Now I would absolutely believe that Tom Cruise would really get on a train, yeah, and and do this. But I imagine it's in a wind tunnel because that's how that's the only way John Voight was going to do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think they were in a, um, like a skydiving simulator or something. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: I imagine Tom Cruise the whole time was like we should have done the real train. Yeah. I would have done the real train.
0: <laughs> I laugh because a lot of criticism of this was again, you know, this is so over the top mm-hmm. way to end the movie and then just compared to compared like compared to yeah. like the skydiving scene in Fallout
1: yeah (laughs) well yeah no the climax of fallout is like you know (laughs) 10 times the stakes of this yeah yeah
0: and if this were fallout john voight would like climb up the side of the of the train after the helicopter crashes oh yeah and he wouldn't actually be dead
1: okay that is so speaking of how this is not how the train looks this is also not how the tunnel looks
0: no there's not dual tracks
1: no, it's two tunnels. Yeah,
0: there's two tunnels. The only shot that doesn't work for me is the one of the train towing the helicopter. That absolutely looks like a miniature.
1: Yes, it does. There's no way that helicopter doesn't crash immediately. Yeah,
0: there is no air yep. behind that train. Like, the wake of that train mm-hmm. going that fast, there would be nothing for the helicopter to fly on.
1: Yes. Yes. And then yeah, when the other train passes, mm-hmm. like yeah, that would have, yeah. No. Yeah, I don't I don't buy it. And and when he tries to use the rotor to kill Ethan and hits yeah. the tail on the roof, there's no way he survives nope. that. Nope. Even if he had somehow managed to survive it until that point. No. Right.
0: No. Also, I they keep showing this guy like the rear conductor or whatever his role <laughs> is. He he belongs in a different movie. Yes. Like, if Don Knotts were acting in this point, that would be him.
1: Don Knotts was still
0: acting in the 90s. Yeah, but he was too old for that. But this yes. guy reminds me of an of a younger Don Knotts for some reason. Uh, I can see that, yeah. Yeah. And so I love the fact that we were introduced to the red light, green light gum really early on. And then he used it in the restaurant. But then we bring it back again. I think that was well done. yes. And then we have this total bullshit thing of him jumping off the helicopter.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that wouldn't have worked. That's not how physics work. No. That train is still going really, really fast. Yeah. I mean, up until that moment, the helicopter was going the same speed. So he could have jumped off it and like kind of, but he's, they're really far apart at that moment. There's no freaking way unless the train slowed down, which there's no way it did. Nope. Yeah. But then the train does stop after the helicopter explodes. They stop the train, which is the dumbest thing you yeah. could possibly do when there's an explosion in the tunnel behind right. you. Right, keep going. Yeah. No, don't, no, no, don't! will crash
0: into us. Accelerate! Accelerate!
1: That explosion has nowhere to go but after you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they even even like rear train guy is like, accelerate, accelerate. Hmm.
1: I do kind of like when he faints at the end.
0: Yeah. I think having the rotor like almost stab him in the neck is kind of dumb. Yeah, well. <laughs> but then we've you know we've caught Max, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they they've released his his mom and his uncle and.
1: And we end with him having a beer with Luther, which is not the only time they end a Mission Impossible no. with him having a beer with Luther, right? Which is great. Yep.
0: I like how you know he says something about how he's off the dis- disavowed list and. He's the flavor of the month. He's the flavor of the month. And Luther, yeah, and uh, Ethan asks him how he feels about it. And Luther says, I don't know. I got kind of used, used to being disreputable. Mm. Or he's no, he says, I'm going to miss being disreputable.
1: Yes. And then we get Ethan getting another. Uh,
0: another assignment on the plane. Yeah. Aruba, A nice, perhaps. Little uh, bookend. Indeed. I think. And then we get the crappy U2 arrangement of the. Mission mm. Impossible theme, which I've never cared for, but whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I would definitely say this franchise is not fatigued. No, this was a, this is just a great movie in general. It's a lot of and fun. I'm sure the next one will be even better, right?
0: Well, sequels generally are better, right?
1: Yeah, the second movie in a in a series is usually the best. It, yeah,
0: I mean, you got uh, Empire Strikes Back, Rathacon, Rathacon. Yeah,
1: those are you know two great examples. What
0: what could go wrong with the second one?
1: Uh, I'm sure every other movie franchise, the second movie, is better. Yeah. And not just those two being the only ones where it is. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Anyway, yes, we will go. I I will also say, I mean, From Russia With Love is better than Doctor No.
0: That's true. I agree with that.
1: But yeah, we will watch Mission Impossible 2. Maybe I'll like it this time. Maybe. I have only seen it twice Uh before. Uh, the second time I completely forgotten it from the first time and then I watched it and I'm like, oh, this is why.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, yeah,. yeah. so anyway, we'll we'll see that next week, I guess. Sounds good, looking forward to it.